السلام علیکم و رحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ from the sunnah meaning the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not make this dua all right two duas have been narrated of dua of witr which i mentioned to you earlier which the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was heard saying in witr all right and this dua allahumma inna nasta'inuka wa nastaghfiruka and there are slightly different versions of this it is reported that some of the companions they made this dua in qunut nazila all right in qunut of fajr And some other sahaba were reported to have read this dua in qunut of witr. So in either case, uh, it, this dua was read by who? By the companions. The Prophet ﷺ is not reported to have made this dua in qunut. Alright? Now this teaches us that, two things it teaches us. Firstly, it shows us that in qunut, we can make a dua, which is correct. Meaning correct in its meaning. It could be from the sunnah. It could be from uh, the Qur'an as long as you don't recite it as Qur'an. And it can also be in your own words. And this is the reason why when you're praying with her behind an imam, generally the dua is so long. And the dua is, uh, you know, uh, very general. Alright? Like for example, about the state of the Muslims in different countries, and different countries are being mentioned. And you wonder, is that even correct? Because these words don't come in the Qur'an. And they're not mentioned in the sunnah. So this shows to us from the action of the Sahaba that in Qunud, you can make general dua. Alright? However, it should be after the Masnoon dua. Because we have to prefer the Sunnah over our own uh, desire. Alright? And secondly, uh, it teaches us about the length of the dua of Qunud. That how long should it be? That if the Sahaba ever made dua themselves, how long was it? Did it take them an hour? Did it take them 15 minutes to half an hour? No. How long was it? Very short, very brief. And this is the reason why some ulama have said that dua of qunut, of witr, should not exceed, even of nazila, it should not exceed beyond the length of, you know, for instance, suratul buruj or suratul inshiqaq. So one page of the Qur'an, one and a half pages of the Qur'an, maximum. It should not be more than that. Why? Why not very lengthy? What's the reason behind that? Exactly. That people don't necessarily know what is being said. Alright? And, and they lose their focus. And it's at the end of the night prayer by which time people are tired. And it's difficult for everyone to concentrate. And remember that the sunnah, for example, Salatul Jama'ah, when the Prophet ﷺ would lead people in prayer, how was it? It wasn't extremely long, except for certain occasions, as we will learn today, inshallah. Why? Because In a congregational prayer, there are different types of people, men, women, old, uh, you know, children. So taking consideration of the different types of people that are present, this is the reason why uh, congregational prayers are meant to be short. 
Alright? Likewise, qunut, uh, it's meant to be not extremely lengthy, but of moderate length. And this is from the sunnah of Rasulullah wasallam. However, if sometimes it is lengthened, then there is no harm in that. So for instance, people are already aware that this is going to be a long dua. Like for example, khatmul Qur'an. Or for example, in the last nights of the month of Ramadan. People are, people are already aware and they're expecting it and they want it. So on rare occasions it is correct. However, making it a daily habit of making long qunut, half an hour, 45 minutes, then this is something that will be burdensome and heavy for the people. So is it clear? All right. Let's begin the next book. نَحْمَدُهُ وَنُصَلِّي عَلَىٰ رَسُولِهِ الْكَرِيمِ أَمَّا بَعْدْ فَأَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ رَبِّ شْرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسِّرْ لِي أَمْرِي وَحْلُلْ عُقْدَةً مِّن لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي اللهم صلِّ وسلم على نبينا محمد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم كتاب الكسوف The book of Kusuf What is Kusuf? Eclipse Meaning the eclipse of the sun or the eclipse of the moon It includes both lunar eclipse as well as the solar eclipse Now what is Kusuf? Kusuf is basically when the sun or the moon, are partially or completely hidden. Partially or completely hidden. So for example, solar eclipse, the eclipse of the sun, is when the sun's light is hidden, meaning the sun is covered by the moon. How? When the moon comes between the sun and the earth. When the moon comes between the sun and the earth. And therefore, the moon's light will, sorry, the moon will block the sun's light. And this could be partial, and it could also be total. It could also be complete. What is lunar eclipse? When the moon's light is hidden, when the earth comes between the moon and the sun. Alright? So for example, the sun is here, the earth is in the middle, alright? And the moon is on the other side. As you know that the moon, how do we see it? When the, sun, when, when the sun's light falls upon the moon. However, if the earth is directly in between, then what will happen? The earth will block the light. From reaching the moon. So in the middle of the night, what will happen? The moon will not be visible. Right? Either partially or completely. Now this shows to us that Kusuf al-Qamr, the eclipse of the moon, is when the moon is full. Right? It cannot be at the beginning of the month. It cannot be at the end of the month. When will it be? In the middle of the month. Likewise, the Kusuf of the sun, the solar eclipse, when will that be possible? During the night? No, during the day. Alright? Because it is when the moon should be visible. Technically, it was visible. People were seeing it. But then what happened? All of a sudden they see it fading away. Or they see something covering it. Likewise, the sun during the day it should be visible. But what happens? It's as though something is covering it. Alright? Coming over it. Blocking it. Blocking its light. And sometimes this kusuf is for a very long time. And sometimes it's only uh, for uh, a, you know a, a few moments. It's not that lengthy. And both of these solar eclipse as well as a lunar eclipse, what are they? They are from the ayat of the ayat of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. In Surah Yunus, Ayah five, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Huwa al-ladhi jala shamsa dhiyaan wal-qamara nuran wa qadrahu manazil li-ta'lamu adad al-sinina wal-hisab." It is he who has made the sun a shining light and the moon a derived light. And he has determined for it phases, meaning for the moon there are phases. 
Why? That you may know the number of years and the account of time. مَا خَلَقَ اللَّهُ ذَلِكَ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ يُفَصِّلُ الْآيَاتِ لِقَوْمِ يَعْلَمُونَ So ayat, both the sun and the moon are the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, what is the reason, what is the sabab, the cause behind eclipse? It is a physical reason. Sabab hissi. Alright? Like for example, the sun, its light is being hidden by the moon. Alright? The moon, its light is being hidden by the earth. Alright? Meaning people are not able to see the moon. Why? Because the earth has come in between. So it's a, you can say that it's a natural phenomenon. Right? Uh, it's a natural uh, event, although it is unusual. Do people get harmed when there is a solar eclipse? Is there an earthquake? Is there a storm? No. Do people die? No. Uh, is it an unlucky thing? No. It's a natural event. So should we be concerned? Is it something that should make us feel different? Or is it just something that we should take normally? Yeah, okay, it's a solar eclipse. Okay, it's a, it's a lunar eclipse. Go on and, uh, you know, go about your daily activity. Should we, be, should we be affected by this? We should be affected because Prophet ﷺ was affected by this. Yes. Even though it's a natural event that does not cause any harm to people, and we know the reason behind it, still we should be concerned. Why? Because it is these events, what are they? Indar, a warning from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A warning of ruquba, a warning of impending disaster, of punishment. Because the solar eclipse, the lunar eclipse, they remind us of the things that will happen on the day of judgment. In the Quran we learn that on the day of judgment what will happen? The sun will lose its light. The moon will lose its light. Right? Likewise, the stars will fall. And this is something that we see when the eclipse happens. The moon, the sun, they lose their light. So it is a glimpse of the events that will occur on the day of judgment. And this is the reason why this is not something that we should be excited about and you know we should take this as a time of fun, no, it's a warning. This is not something that we should be looking forward to, alright, as we are looking forward to sight the new moon, the crescent. Rather, this is a time of fear. This is a time of crying before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of seeking forgiveness, of showing humility before Him. Because in Surah Al-Isra, Ayah 59, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا نُرْسِلُ بِالْآيَاتِ إِلَّا we only send ayat, signs, as a warning. So when something unusual happens, even though it is not something that's harmful, but it is unusual, it is a time of turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the reason why when the eclipse happened during the time of the Prophet ﷺ, what happened? Rasulullah ﷺ went out of his home Rushing nervously. Where? To the masjid. And his cloak was dragging behind him. Meaning he did not even bother to stop and adjust his cloak. Rather he went hurriedly into the masjid. And the call to prayer was made. The people assembled in the masjid. And the Prophet ﷺ led them 
in prayer. And that prayer was also very unusual. What does that indicate? This indicates the great extent to which the Prophet ﷺ kept the Day of Judgment in mind. And how he was afraid of Allah's punishment. That how it can come at any time. And the Prophet ﷺ led the people in prayer. And this prayer is known as Salatul Kusuf or Salatul Khusuf. And the eclipse prayer, what is it? It's a sunnah. It is a sunnah mu'akkidah. Meaning an emphasized, a confirmed sunnah. Because the Prophet ﷺ established this, this prayer himself and he also called the companions to come and pray. The men prayed and the women prayed. A call to prayer was made. What does it show? That this is an important prayer which should not be neglected, rather it should be established by the Muslims. And like I mentioned to you, this is a very strange prayer, meaning a very different kind of prayer, as you will learn its method. It's not like two rakah of fajr or two rakah of sunnah, an ordinary two rakah that you pray. No. It is not like the Eid prayer in which there are many takbirat, two rakah. No. It is two rakah, but very, very different, as you will see. Why? Because an unusual event, unusual prayer. So the shar and the qadr, they should match at this occasion. Shar, what is shar? The law, the command, alright? The prayer that is being observed. It should be unusual. Why? Because the qadr, meaning what's going on, the, the universal event that's occurring, that is also unusual. So both should match. Alright? And we see that the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, they used to stand to pray the eclipse prayer also. Even though uh, there was no harm that was reaching them. It wasn't like fire is falling from the sky or the sun is being shattered or the moon is shattering. No. They were familiar with the eclipse, but still they established the prayer at this occasion. Why? Because if something happens... If something happens and we die, then we will die doing something good. And if something doesn't happen and we survive and everything goes back to normal, then at least reward is recorded for us. So, Salatul Kusuf. Bab al-Salati fi Kusuf al-Shamsi. The prayer in a solar eclipse, meaning when the sun is eclipsed, should prayer be established? What does the sunnah teach us? حدثنا عمر بن عون قال حدثنا خالد عن يونس عن الحسن عن أبي بكرة قال كنا عند رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فانكسفت الشمس He said we were with the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم when the sun eclipsed فقام النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم got up يجر رداءه He was dragging his shawl, his cloak حتى دخل المسجد until he entered the masjid فَدَخَلْنَا So we also entered فَصَلَّى بِنَا رَكْعَتَيْنِ So he prayed with us two rak'ah Meaning he led us in prayer Performing two rak'at حَتَّى until إِنْ جَلَتِ الشَّمْسُ The sun appeared again Because during the eclipse the sun was hidden And the Prophet ﷺ was leading the people in prayer And then when they ended the prayer What happened? The sun The sun had appeared again فَقَالَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ إِنَّ الشَّمْسَ وَالْقَمَرَ He said, indeed the sun and the moon لَا يَنْكَسِفَانِ 
they do not eclipse لِمَوْتِ أَحَدٍ due to the death of anyone. فَإِذَا رَأَيْتُمُوهَا فَصَلُّوا So when you see the, them, meaning when you see the sun and the moon eclipse, then what should you do? Perform the prayer. وَدْعُوا and make dua. حَتَّى يُكْشَفَ مَا بِكُمْ Until what is with you is over. يُكْشَفَ كَشْفَ What does it mean? To unveil, to remove, when something is lifted. You know, when something that was covering is removed. So the sun was being covered, the moon was being covered, and then what was covering them was removed, meaning uh, meaning the event is over. So until that time, continue to pray. Now what do we learn in this hadith? That the Prophet ﷺ, he performed the eclipse prayer and he said to the people that the eclipse does not happen due to the Due to the death of any individual. لَا يَنْكَسِفَانِ لِمَوْتِ أَحَدٍ Because during the time of Jahiliyyah, this is what the people used to believe. That the eclipse happens to mark the birth or the death of a great person. If the eclipse is occurring, what does that mean? A great person was just born. Or a great person, you know, he just passed away. But the Prophet ﷺ, he clarified at this occasion that no, this is not happening due to any such matter. Rather, this is purely a physical event, meaning an, an event behind which is a physical cause. Alright? And this shows to us that the sun and the moon, the sky and the earth, they do not get affected by what happens on the earth. They get affected by what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands them. Alright? Usually it happens that if, for instance, you know, if it's raining and it's also sunny, hmm, people will say, you know, a strange thing is happening right now. This is happening because, you know, wolves are, or something like that are getting married. You know, what does that even mean? And you may have heard such uh, sayings in different cultures, in different countries. You know, when it's an unusual event, people say it's because of some, something that's happening. On the earth. However, what do we learn from this hadith? That the sun, the moon, the sky, the earth, the clouds, they do not get affected by what goes on on the earth. They get affected by what? Purely Allah's hukum. You know, like the people of Fir'aun, when they were destroyed, what do we learn in the Quran? فَمَا بَكَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ السَّمَاءُ وَالْأَرْضِ the sky and the earth did not weep over them. An entire civilization wiped out. Just imagine. Entire nation finished, drowned. Did the sky cry? Did the earth weep? No. Why? Because they don't get affected by what happens on the earth. This doesn't mean that they're inanimate so that they don't feel anything. No, they do feel. Like for example, the member of Rasulullah it wept. Right? They feel. They have sense. However, they do not do anything unless and until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will command them. So if they do something, if the sun does something, the moon does something, the sky does something, the earth does something, why is that so? What's the cause? Allah's hukum. You know, this is a belief that really makes a person confident. Otherwise, what happens? You think if a black cat will pass in front of you, something evil is going to happen. Right? If someone has come wearing black clothes on your wedding, you know, something terrible is going to happen. 
Or if a widow, a young widow has come and sat next to you during your wedding day, something terrible is going to happen in your life. A divorcee has come, something terrible is going to happen. No. Nothing evil is going to happen except with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, to the point that I've heard people saying that, you know, when you are expecting, make sure that you are around beautiful people. So that your child is also beautiful. Stay away from people who are physically not that attractive. Why? Because their image or their physical appearance will affect your child. لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله. This is pure jahl, ignorance. If a person has certain physical features, it's because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made them. Isn't that so? Because if you think about it, I mean a child resembles the mother and the father, resembles the family. Right? But it's amazing how, you know, one feature will resemble one member of the family and the other will resemble another member of the family and another feature, you wonder where did this come from? Because who's the khaliq? Who's the musawwir? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? So this is a belief that should make us confident and it should remove you know, superstitions from our life. Then we also learn from this hadith that the Prophet ﷺ, he said that إِنَّ الشَّمْسَ وَالْقَمْرَ لَا يَنْكَسِفَانِ لِمَوْتِ أَحَدٍ فَإِذَا رَأَيْتُمُوهَا فَصَلُّوا Then perform prayer. Because the eclipse of the sun and the moon, what are they? Ayat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us something here. He is showing us something here. Right? And what's the message that we are being given? When the sun is eclipsed, when the moon is eclipsed, what does that teach us? The power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? That something so unusual, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can cause to occur. What else does it teach us? Okay, the signs of the day of judgment. It's, it's a glimpse of the day of judgment. What else? That we are not in control. Alright? That these great changes, unexpected, they can happen anytime beyond our control. And also if you think about it, it shows to us the imperfection of the creation. Look at how huge the sun is. How it follows uh, you know, a particular pattern. It rises from a particular place and it sets at a particular place. Right? At, at a particular time. It has a set pattern. Right? A, a routine. However, even the sun does not have control over that. It goes through that routine every day. Isn't it? But still, it does not have control over it. Look at how big the sun is, but the entire light of the sun is blocked by the moon. It's blocked by the moon. The moon is taking the light of the sun. However, the sun goes completely hidden during the day. Have you ever seen a solar eclipse? Huh? Or have you, have you ever seen uh, you know, a video or an image of it? Literally during the day, there is night. There is night. It becomes dark. And you can see the sun, you know, just the rim, okay, the golden rim, and that's it. Inside it's all black. And outside also it's all black. Why? Because it is imperfect. And this is the reason why in the Quran we learn, this in Surah Fussilat, Ayah 37, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ اللَّيْلُ وَالنَّهَارُ وَالشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمَرُ from his signs are the night and the day, the sun and the moon. La tasjudu lishamsi wala lil qamar. Do not prostrate to the sun nor the moon. 
Rather prostrate to who? Wasjudu lillah. Prostrate to Allah. Alladhi khalaqahunna. The one who has created them. In kuntum iyahu ta'budun. If it is only him that you worship. So they show to us the imperfection of the creation and the perfection of the creator. حدثنا شهاب بن عباد حدثنا إبراهيم بن حميد عن إسماعيل عن قيس قال سمعت أبا مسعود يقول هي وسين قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الشمس والقمر لا ينكسفان لموت أحد من الناس The Prophet said the sun and the moon do not eclipse due to the death of anyone among the people ولكنهما آياتان من آيات الله but rather they are two signs from the signs of Allah. فَإِذَا رَأَيْتُمُوهَا Then when you see them, فَقُومُوا فَصَلُّوا Then get up and pray. Look at the command that we are given. Get up and pray. Don't just stand and watch and talk and snack. No. What should you do? Get up and pray. And this teaches us that at other unusual events also, what should a person hasten towards? The remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the previous kitab, which was Kitab al-Istisqa, towards the end of that book, what did we learn? That even at the time of Zalazil, earthquakes, right? And other unusual events. When people are suffering or they're not suffering, either they get harmed by them or they don't get harmed by them. Even though there is no prescribed prayer, what should people do? What should people do? They should remember Allah. When there was intense wind, what did the Prophet ﷺ do? He made dua. He was visibly scared. Right? The fear was visible on his face. So likewise, when there is kusuf, when there is khusuf, what is it that the believer should do? Qumu fasallu. Get up and pray. And based on this, the ulama have said that the command of the Prophet ﷺ, sallu, what does that show? That we should pray. We should pray. Even though they have said that Salatul Kusuf, it's not Fard'ain, it's not obligatory in every single individual, it is definitely Fard Kifaya. Meaning it should be established in a Muslim population. It must be established in a Muslim population. Even if a few people attend it, still it should be performed. Because the Prophet ﷺ emphasized, فَصَلُّوا حدثنا أصبغ قال أخبرني ابن وهب قال أخبرني عمر عن عبد الرحمن بن القاسم حدثه عن أبيه عن ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما أنه كان يخبر عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الشمس والقمر لا يخسفان لموت أحد He said indeed the sun and the moon they do not eclipse due to the death of any person ولا لحياته nor because of the life of any person meaning because of the birth of any great person. وَلَكِنَّهُمَا آيَتَانِ مِنْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ Rather they are two signs from the signs of Allah فَإِذَا رَأَيْتُمُوهَا فَصَلُّوا So when you see them, then get up and pray. So what does this show to us? What is the time of Salatul Kusuf? When should it be performed? Look at the words of the Hadith. فَإِذَا رَأَيْتُمُوهَا فَصَلُّوا when you see it, meaning when it begins, then pray. And this shows to us that you are only required to pray Salatul Kusuf, Salatul Kusuf, where the eclipse is happening. Okay? Because what's the condition for this Salah? You have to see it. 
Alright? So for example, if you hear that there is a solar eclipse happening in Pakistan right now, or in Japan right now, are you required to pray? No. You will pray only if you see the eclipse. فَإِذَا رَأَيْتُمُهَا فَصَلُّوا Likewise, it could have been predicted that at a, at a certain time during the night, there will be a lunar eclipse. So, you're told 8.09, there will be eclipse. So it doesn't mean at 8 o'clock you start performing Salatul Qusub? No. What do you have to do? You have to see it. Okay, it's happening. You find out in the news. You, you look out your window. You see that, oh, the Qusub is happening. So then what should you do? Then فَصَلُّوا فَإِذَا رَأَيْتُمُوهَا فَصَلُّوا So the time for the eclipse prayer begins when the eclipse begins. And when is the time for the eclipse prayer? When does it end? When the eclipse ends. Right? When it is over. Why? Because earlier we learned in the first hadith, فَصَلُّوا وَدْعُوا حَتَّى يُكْشَفَ مَا بِكُمْ then perform the prayer and make dua until what is on you is over. So continue the prayer until the end of the eclipse. Alright? So, if you understand it like this, that the reason for eclipse prayer is eclipse. So what does it mean? You begin once the eclipse begins. And you end as the eclipse ends. Alright? Now obviously it might be that a person who's praying, he doesn't realize the eclipse might be over even before he ends the prayer. So that's fine. He can quickly finish the prayer. Alright? He doesn't break the prayer. Okay? Likewise, it may happen that he finishes the prayer but the eclipse is still going on. Then what? Start all over again? Start another set of two rakah? No. Just do dhikr. Because the Prophet ﷺ didn't just say فصلوا. He also said وَدْعُوا and in other ahadith, we will learn that he commanded other things also. So that time should be spent in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also remember that if you find out that there was an eclipse last night, and you missed it, do you have to pray now? No. You don't have to. Okay? Because once the time is over, then the then that prayer is not to be performed. You see, the way of the Prophet ﷺ was, as you will see, that when the eclipse was seen, as we saw in the hadith, eclipse happened, the Prophet ﷺ went to the masjid. He went to the masjid. The call to prayer was made, the companions came, and the Prophet ﷺ led them in prayer. Okay? Exactly. Alright? Yes. Yes, it can be performed in congregation, and it can also be performed individually. However, it's better to perform the salah in congregation. Because that, that is what the Prophet ﷺ did. However, if it's not possible to do it in congregation, then you just do it yourself. At home, it's fine. So for example, the family can perform the salah together. Absolutely. Right? Or if, let's say, these days, alhamdulillah, it's, it's known from before, uh, the exact time even. right? Even though there may be errors in that, but there is a rough idea of the eclipse happening. So if the masjid announces that tonight at this time we will be performing Salatul Kusuf, so people can come. Alright? 
حدثنا عبد الله بن محمد قال حدثنا هاشم بن القاسم قال حدثنا شيبان أبو معاوية عن زياد بن علاقة عن المغيرة بن شعبة قال كسفت الشمس على عهد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم The sun eclipsed during the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam يوم مات إبراهيم on the day when Ibrahim died Who was Ibrahim? The son of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam So on the same day the sun eclipsed فَقَالَ النَّاسُ So the people said كَسَفَتَ الشَّمْسُ لِمَوْتِ إِبْرَاهِيمُ The sun has eclipsed because of the death of Ibrahim. فَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ إِنَّ الشَّمْسَ وَالْقَمْرَ لَا يَنْكَسِفَانِ لِمَوْتِ أَحَدٍ وَلَا لِحَيَاتِهِ The sun and the moon do not eclipse due to the death of anyone nor because of their birth. فَإِذَا رَأَيْتُمْ فَصَلُّوا وَدْعُوا اللَّهَ When you see it, then perform the prayer and call upon Allah, the Exalted. So the Prophet ﷺ's son died. And the words of the people, if anything, they were praising the son of the Prophet ﷺ or, or they were praising the Prophet ﷺ. You know, it was a, a positive statement with respect to Rasulullah ﷺ and his family. That such a great event is happening because of the death of the Prophet ﷺ's son. But still, the Prophet ﷺ corrected the belief of the people. Hmm? I mean, sometimes it happens that if Something is being said, uh, and it's baseless, but it's a source of honor for you. What do you say about it? It's okay, never mind. But the Prophet ﷺ, he was honest, he was truthful, right? So he corrected the belief of the people, even though, uh, you know, apparently there would be shame in that. باب الصدقة في الكسوف صدقة during the eclipse حدثنا عبد الله بن مسلمة عن مالك عن هشام بن عروة عن أبيه عن عائشة أنها قالت خسفت الشمس في عهد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فصلى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بالناس The sun eclipsed during his time and he prayed with the people فقام He stood فأطال القيام He made the قيام long ثم ركع فَأَطَالَ الْرُكُورِ Then he went in rukur and he made the rukur long. ثُمَّ قَامَ فَأَطَالَ الْقِيَامِ Then he got up and made the qiyam long. وَهُوَ دُونَ الْقِيَامِ الْأَوَّلِ And it was less than the first qiyam. Meaning it was long, but it was not as long as the first qiyam. ثُمَّ رَكَعَ فَأَطَالَ الْرُكُورِ Then he went in rukur and made the rukur long. So this is the first rak'ah. How many qiyams? Two qiyams. How many records? Two. Unusual, right? Because it's an unusual event. وَهُوَ دُونَ الْرُكُورِ الْأَوَّلِ But it was shorter than the first rukur. ثُمَّ سَجَدَ Then he went into sajda. فَأَطَالَ السُّجُودِ And he made the sujood long. ثُمَّ فَعَلَ فِي الرَّكْعَةِ الثَّانِيَةِ Then he did in the second rak'ah مِثْلَ مَا فَعَلَ فِي الْأُولَى Similar to what he did in the first. Meaning two rukurs, two qiyam. And long. Summan sarafat. Then he ended the prayer. So how long was the prayer? Two rakat. Waqad and in fact in jalat shamsu the sun had appeared, meaning it had appeared again. So it was eclipsed. It was hidden. The Prophet ﷺ was leading the people in prayer. When he ended the prayer, the sun had already reappeared. 
فَخَطَبَ النَّاسِ Then he addressed the people. فَحَمِدَ اللَّهَ And he praised Allah. وَأَثْنَى عَلَيْهِ ثُمَّ قَالَ Then he said, إِنَّ الشَّمْسَ وَالْقَمَرَ آيَتَانِ مِنْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ They are from the signs of Allah. لَا يَنْخَصِفَانِ لِمَوْتِ أَحَدٍ وَلَا لِحَيَاتِهِ فَإِذَا رَأَيْتُمْ ذَلِكَ فَدْعُوا اللَّهَ وَكَبِّرُوا When you see this, then what should you do? Do dua. Make dua to Allah. وَكَبِّرُوا Do takbir. Say Allahu Akbar. And then وَصَلُّوا Perform the prayer. وَتَصَدَّقُوا And also give sadaqah. Four things he said. Four things we should be doing. Dua, takbir, salah, and sadaqah. ثُمَّ قَالَ Then he said, يَا أُمَّةَ مُحَمَّدٍ O Ummat of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم وَاللَّهِ By Allah مَا مِنْ أَحَدٍ There is no one أَغْيَرُ مِنَ اللَّهِ Who has more غيرة than Allah أَنْ يَزْنِيَ عَبْدُهُ أَوْ تَزْنِيَ أَمَتُهُ That his slave, male or female, commits zina. Ya Ummata Muhammad, O Ummat of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wallahi, by Allah, law ta'lamuna, if you knew ma a'lam, what I know, ladahiktum qadilan. Surely you would laugh very little. Walabakaytum kathiran. And surely you would weep much. So in this hadith, what do we learn about the kusuf prayer? And especially what Imam Bukhari is proving here is Sadaqah fil kusuf. And this shows to us that if a person is not able to perform Salatul kusuf, then he should not remain behind. He should do something by which he shows his humility before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Any act of worship by which he will draw closer to Allah, by which he will earn Allah's forgiveness, he will have some of his sins forgiven, any act that will show humility before Allah. And sadaqah, giving charity, is one of those actions. Because what does sadaqah do? It's a means of purification. Isn't it so? It is something that, that cleans us of our sins. What's the evidence of that? Sadaqah is purification. How? You should ask me for proof, right? Why are you accepting everything that I'm telling you? What's the evidence? Why did you agree with me? You agreed with me. Now tell me why. Well, how? The Prophet ﷺ during Eid, he told the women to give sadaqah. How is that a proof that sadaqah is purification? He admonished them. Yes, he admonished the men also. How is it tazkiyah? You're supposed to be students of Qur'an and hadith. Bring me proof from the Qur'an and hadith. That means you should be opening the mushaf. You're too used to taking evidences and just writing them down. Use your own mind now. Research. Surah Tawbah, what's the ayah? Will you find it? Okay, so find the ayah. Or any hadith that shows to us that sadaqah is purification. Right? The one who gives his wealth for the purpose of purification. He gives sadaqah. Why? For purification. Any other evidence? Think about, let me teach you how to think now. Think about a hadith that tells us about the virtue of sadaqah, the benefit of sadaqah, the reward of sadaqah. Recall, what's the benefit of giving sadaqah? What does it do? 
Tell me a hadith about sadaqah. Okay. What else? Okay. But how is that approved? Okay, give me another hadith. Yes. Yes. What you mentioned was correct earlier. But you didn't give me the exact link. Which is that when the Prophet ﷺ advised the women to give charity, he gave them this advice after warning them that many of the people in fire that he saw were women. And this is the reason why he told them, give charity. Why? To save yourself from the fire. So this means that charity protects you from fire. It becomes a shield. What leads to the hellfire? Sins. Which means that sadaqah will remove those sins. One basic proof. So simple. إِنَّ الْحَسَنَاتِ يُذْهِبْنَ السَّيِّئَاتِ Good deeds erase bad deeds. What is the erasing of bad deeds? Is that not purification? That is what purification is. Isn't it? So what is sadaqah? A good deed. It will erase your sins. اِتَّقُ النَّارُ وَلَوْ تَمْرَهُ Save yourself from the fire even if it is with a piece of a date. You found the ayah. Okay. Read it. خُذْ مِنْ أَمْوَالِهِمْ صَدَقَةً تُطَهِّرُهُمْ وَتُزَكِّيهِمْ بِهَا When the hypocrites stayed behind and Obviously, there's so many people staying behind from the Battle of the Book. There were some sincere believers who thought that, okay, if we also stay behind, it's okay. No big deal. So they also remain behind. However, when the Prophet ﷺ returned, and those Sahaba, they had realized that they had done something wrong by staying behind. Some of those Sahaba, those sincere believers, what did they do? They tied themselves up in the masjid. And they said, we will not you know, release ourselves and nobody should come and untie us except for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa meaning when our tawbah is accepted. So what was revealed? That their tawbah is accepted and خُذْ min amwalihim sadaqatan Take from their wealth, charity, meaning these men should give sadaqah. Why? So that they can have tahara and tazkiyah. They will be purified. So sadaqah is a purification. Any other evidence that you came up with? He gave his wealth out of love for it, but that doesn't necessarily prove that Charity is purification. So, a sadaqati fil kusuf, giving sadaqah during an eclipse. Why? Now, to say that kusuf happens because of the sins of people, we need an evidence for that. No, that is a warning that the Prophet ﷺ is giving afterwards, a khutbah. Because generally in khutbah, uh, after salatul kusuf, the imam is supposed to advise the people and admonish them. And we see that at different occasions, the Prophet ﷺ said something different. So whatever evil he was seeing, you know, becoming common amongst people, that is what he warned them about. So why is sadaqat at this time? That eclipse is what? An ayah, a warning, inzar, takhweef, a glimpse of the day of judgment. You know, this darkness that should remind us of the darkness of the grave. This terrifying sight should remind us of the day of judgment. And when you think about your akhirah, what is the first thing that you should remember? Your sins. What is one of the first things that we should realize? That we still need to do a lot of good. So hasten to do good before it's too late. 
So when you see something scary, when you see something frightening, an unusual event happens in your life, that should be a cause of doing something good. Of increasing in goodness. Remembering our sins and seeking forgiveness. So this is the reason why dua, sadaqah, takbir, salah at this time. Now with respect to the prayer of kusuf, how is that to be performed? How many rakat are there? Two. Not four, not six, two. And how are these two rakat supposed to be performed? The first rakat, the qiyam, is supposed to be tawil, long. As we will learn in a hadith, so long that the Prophet ﷺ recited a surah like the length of Surah Al-Baqarah. You know, surahs, the length of Surah Al-Baqarah, or Surah Al-Baqarah itself. So as long as the recitation of Surah Al-Baqarah. How many juz? Two and a half. Two and a half juz to be recited in the first qiyam. After this first qiyam is a rukur. Rukur, you're going to rukur Allahu Akbar. You say your tasbihat and that rukur is also very, very tawil. Very, very long. Then get up from rukur. Saying, Samir Allahu liman hamidah rabbana lakal hamd wa lakal hamd Allahumma rabbana lakal hamd. And uh, perform the second qiyam then. Second qiyam meaning recitation of Surah Al-Fatiha and another surah. Which surah? Shorter than the length of Surah Al-Baqarah. So for instance, Surah Ali Imran. Or multiple surahs, its length. Then go into rukur again. The second rukur. In the same first rakah. Second rukur. And in this rukur, also tasbihat, long rukur, but this will be shorter than the first rukur. Then get up from rukur, saying Samir Allahu liman hamida, doing tasbihat, and then go into sujood. Alright? So a person will not go directly from rukur into sujood. He will get up from rukur and then he will go into sujood. Then how many sujood? Two sujood. Sajdatain. And between the two sujood is a sitting. And both the sujood will be long. Tawil. This is first rakah. And then the second rakah. Same. Same as in two qiyam, two rukur, two sujood. Alright? And then the person will say the shahud and say the taslim. Now, remember that this salah is salatul jahri. Meaning recitation is loud. And if a person is performing uh, salatul jahri alone, like for example, uh, maghrib prayer, isha prayer, fajr prayer, or for instance, uh, salatul kusuf himself alone, then the recitation, a, a person has a choice. He can either recite loudly or he can recite softly. So even your maghrib prayer, if you're praying at home, you can recite the Qur'an loudly. But loudly doesn't mean very, very loudly, just so that you can hear yourself. Okay? However, a person also has the option of reciting softly so that it's not audible. Alright? But obviously the mouth has to be moved. Whatever helps a person have more khushur, that is what a person will adopt. And remember that Salat al-Kusuf may be performed uh, individually as well as in congregation. A person, If a person is he does not know as much Qur'an, meaning he doesn't have it memorized, he can also read from the Mus'haf because this is not fault prayer. What is it? It's a nafil prayer. Alright? It's a sunnah mu'akkidah. And the Prophet ﷺ said, فَإِذَا رَأَيْتُمْ ذَلِكْ فَدْعُوا اللَّهَ وَكَبِّرُوا وَصَلُّوا وَتَصَدَّقُوا 
What does that mean? That the prayer should be that the prayer should be performed and besides the prayer there should be takbir and there should be other acts of worship also. And then there is khutbah after salatul kusuf. And this khutbah, what is the purpose of this? Warn people. A short khutbah in which people are to be warned. And that warning could be anything. Any any warning that the people need to hear. So for instance, at this occasion, the Prophet ﷺ, in his khutbah, he said that Allah has more ghira than you. Over what? Over his servant committing zina. Whether that servant is man or woman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has more ghira. What is ghira? Ghira is basically to become angry, okay, to become angry uh, over something lewd or indecent. Meaning when someone is doing something indecent, then you become angry over it. It's generally translated as jealousy. It's not just jealousy. Sometimes it's translated as protective jealousy. Hmm? That, for instance, a man, he has ghira. Hmm? So for instance, he doesn't like that his wife is sitting right next to a non-mahram man. Right next to him in such a way that the arm is touching. For instance. So he becomes angry over there. Why? Because this is an indecent act. Alright? And he is being protective about his wife. And he is not tolerating this indecent act. So he becomes angry over there. So this is ghira. Alright? Now, uh, ghira, this is a positive quality. How is it positive? Because it means that when you when you see something bad happening, it bothers you. It shows that you have iman. You see something indecent happening, and it makes you angry. You do not accept it. You do not tolerate it. Whether that action is from a child or your own wife or your own brother or your own sister, it it bothers you. You do not like it. And many times it is used as a negative thing. It's portrayed as a negative thing. You know, especially against Muslim men, that they're very, very possessive about their wives. They don't even let their wives talk to a non-mahram man. Hmm? This is not something bad. Okay. Now, obviously, everything should be within limits, and it should not be beyond proper limits. All right. So, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, even He has ghira. What does that tell you about Allah Sifat? That the sifa of ghira is proven for Allah. Allah, because in Aqidatul Waisatiyah we learned غضب, مقت, سخط, right? So we also learn about ghira. And Allah becomes angry. He does not like that His servant, whether male or female, commits zina. Do people have ghira over this? Yes. Family, they have ghira. Friends have ghira. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has even more ghira. So the Prophet ﷺ is warning the people, giving them advice over here. And look at this advice, the words that Wallahi لو تعلمون ما أعلم لضحكتم قليلا ولا بكيتم كثيرا. If you knew what I knew, you would laugh little and you would cry a lot. Who laughs a lot and cries very little? Who? Someone who's heedless. When can you laugh? 
when you're not worried? When can you cry? When you are worried. So when a person's heart is worry-free, then he laughs excessively. And he, and he cries rarely. But when that person has a fear of Allah, realization of his own sins, then what happens? He cries more and he laughs little. وَلَبَكَيْتُمْ كَثِيرًا بَاب النِّدَاءِ بِالصَّلَاةِ جَامِعَةٌ فِي الْكُسُوفِ النِّدَاءِ Making the call to prayer. بِالصَّلَاةِ of salah. With salah jami'atun, meaning congregational, fil kusuf, during the kusuf. In other words, making the nida of as-salatu jami'ah. How will the call be made? By saying as-salatu jami'ah. Or as-salat jami'ah. Alright? In other words, when the announcement is to be made for kusuf prayer, adhan will not be given. You understand? Adhan will not be given. A call will be made. In the same way that adhan is made. On a loudspeaker, microphone, whatever. Whatever method is used. And what will be said? As-salatu jami'atun or as-salata jami'atun. Haddathana Ishaq. Qala akhbarana Yahya ibn Salih. Qala haddathana Mu'awiyyat ibn Salam. ابن أبي سلام الحبشي الدمشقي قال حدثنا يحيى بن أبي كثير قال أخبرني أبو سلمة ابن عبد الرحمن بن عوف الزهري عن عبد الله بن عمر رضي الله عنهما قال لما كسفت الشمس على عهد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم نودي إن الصلاة جامعة He said that when the sun eclipsed during the time of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم an announcement was made that the prayer is going to be in Jami'ah meaning congregational prayer. And this announcement can be made multiple times, as many times as necessary, uh, to, in order to call people. Uh, you know in the haram also, Salatul Kusuf is performed. Hmm? That sometimes, all of a sudden, you know, announcement is made uh, in the same way that Adhan is made, but uh, not uh, Adhan is not pronounced, rather something else is said to inform people that the eclipse prayer is going to be performed. And everybody gathers. Just Google it and you'll find a video. Bab khutbat al-imam fi al-kusufi. The khutbah of the imam at an eclipse, meaning when the eclipse happens, the imam should give a khutbah. وَقَالَتْ عَائِشَةُ وَأَسْمَاءُ عَائِشَةُ رضي الله عنها أسماء رضي الله عنها Both of them, they said, خَطَبَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم gave khutbah. When, when, when did he give khutbah? After the eclipse prayer, Aisha and Asma radiallahu anha, both of them narrated this. Do you remember the incident? Okay. So why a khutbah? Why warn the people at this time? Exactly. People are more alert, more attentive. Hearts are more soft because they have seen something unusual and they have also performed an unusual prayer. So when the hearts are ready, it's a teachable moment. And the Prophet ﷺ took advantage of that and he taught people something. He warned them so that something would reach their hearts. And this shows us the hikmah of Rasulullah ﷺ that how he did not teach people all the time, everywhere, in the sense that uh, he's always lecturing them, always advising them. No. When the moment was right, when people were ready to hear, People had gathered together in the masjid. They had seen an unusual event. 
Some people might even be feeling afraid. And likewise, they had performed an unusual prayer. And if you see the length of this prayer, imagine reciting Surah Al-Baqarah and Surah Ali Imran in one rakah. Just imagine, how long are they? I mean, they, they go into four juz. Right? And even the fastest reciter, I mean, how long will they take to recite one juz? 30 minutes to 45 minutes maybe? Right? So think about it. Several hours long. That means that the kusuf, the eclipse was also quite long. And that's possible. It may be that long. So if a person has performed such a long prayer, and they're just sitting and wondering what just happened, you know, they're ready to hear something. And they want to hear something. They want to know. And the Prophet ﷺ, what was his way? When the people were curious, he satisfied their curiosity. So at this occasion, people were wondering, what happened? Is it is it because the, the Prophet ﷺ's son passed away? Or because of some other reason? So the Prophet ﷺ addressed them and clarified to them. And he also gave them advice. حَدَّثَنَا يَحْيَى بْنُ بُكَيْرٍ قَالَ حَدَّثَنِ اللَّيْثِ عَنْ عُقَيْلِ عَنْ بْنِ شِهَابِ حَا وَحَدَّثَنِ أَحْمَدُ بْنُ صَالِحِ This is new for you. Ha basically means tahwil. And Imam Bukhari mentions this in his chain because tahwil means to go back. So it basically shows that the chain, he's mentioning multiple chains over here. Chains of narration. Okay? Meaning instead of mentioning both of them separately, he merges them. وَحَدَّثَنِي أَحْمَدُ بْنُ صَالِحِ قَالَ حَدَّثَنَا عَنْ بَسَتُ قَالَ حَدَّثَنَا يُنُسْ عَنْ ابْنِ شِهَابِ حَدَّثَنِي عُرْوَةُ عَنْ عَائِشَةَ زَوْجِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ قَالَتْ خَسَفَتِ الشَّمْسُ فِي حَيَاتِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ The sun eclipsed during the life of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم فخرج إلى المسجد He went out to the masjid فصف الناس وراءه And the people formed rows behind him فكبر He said the takbir فاقترأ رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قراءة طويلة the Prophet ﷺ recited a long recitation. ثُمَّ كَبَّرَ فَرَكَعَ رُكُوعًا طَوِيلًا Then he said the takbir, and he went into ruku' and that ruku' was also long. ثُمَّ قَالَ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ لِمَنْ حَمِدَ He said, سَمِعَ اللَّهُ لِمَنْ حَمِدَ What does that mean? He got up. فَقَامَ He got up from the ruku' وَلَمْ يَسْجُدْ And he did not go into sujood. وَقَرَأَ Instead he recited قِرَاءَةً طَوِيلَةً A long recitation. Adana, it was lesser min al الْأُولَى than the first recitation. ثُمَّ كَبَّرَ وَرَكَعَ رُكُوعًا طَوِيلًا Then he said takbir and went into rukur, a long rukur. So this is a second rukur. وَهُوَ أَدْنَى مِنَ الْرُكُوعِ الْأَوَّلِ And it was shorter than the first rukur. ثُمَّ قَالَ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ لِمَنْ حَمِدَهُ Then he said, سَمِعَ اللَّهُ لِمَنْ حَمِدَهُ رَبَّنَا وَلَكَ الْحَمْدُ ثُمَّ سَجَدَ Meaning he got up from rukur and then he went into sujood. ثُمَّ قَالَ فِي الرَّكَعَةِ then he did in the second rakah, similar to this, meaning the second rakah was the same as the first rakah. What does that mean? Two qiyam, two rukur. فَاسْتَكْمَلَ أَرْبَعَ رَكَعَاتٍ فِي أَرْبَعِ سَجَدَاتٍ He completed four rukur, four sajdas. وَانْجَلَتِ الشَّمْسُ And the sun, it appeared. قَبْلَ أَنْ يَنْصَرِفْ Before he ended the prayer. ثُمَّ قَامَ Then he got up. Meaning when he ended the prayer, what happened? He got up. فَأَثْنَى عَلَى اللَّهِ بِمَا هُوَ أَهْلُهُ Then he praised Allah with praise that Allah is deserving of. ثُمَّ قَالَ Then he said, هُمَا آيَتَانِ مِنْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ These two 
meaning the eclipse of the sun, eclipse of the moon, are from the signs of Allah. لا يخسفان لموت أحد They do not eclipse due to the death of anyone. ولا لحياته Nor because of the birth of anyone. فإذا رأيتموها Then when you see them, فافزعوا إلى الصلاة فافزعوا إلى الصلاة Rush to prayer. Remember the Prophet Aisha uh, said about him that whenever some uh, you know, a, a affair would be difficult for him, he would rush to prayer. So, don't delay, go to prayer. وَكَانَ يُحَدِّثُ كَثِيرُ بْنُ عَبَّاسٍ أَنَّ عَبْدَ اللَّهِ بْنِ عَبَّاسٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا كَانَ يُحَدِّثُ يَوْمَ خَسَفَةِ الشَّمْسُ بِمِثْلِ حَدِيثِ عُرْوَةَ عَنْ عَائِشَةَ فَقُلْتُ لِعُرْوَةَ إِنَّ أَخَاكَ يَوْمَ خَسَفَتْ بِالْمَدِينَةِ He said, the narrator, he said that I said to Urwa that indeed your brother on the day when there was, a, there was an eclipse in Medina لَمْ يَزِدْ عَلَى رَكَعَتَيْنِ مِثْلَ just like the subh meaning fajr prayer. Meaning, he performed two rakah just like the two rakah fajr prayer. With only two rukur and two sujood and two qiyam. I mean, four sujood and two qiyam. Qala, and he said that, but you, what you're saying is that the Prophet ﷺ performed four rukur and four qiyams in two rakah. Qala ajal li'annahu akhta'a sunnah. He said, yes, because he was mistaken about the true sunnah. He said, yes, my brother made that mistake. He did not pray Salatul Kusuf correctly. Why? Why? What reason did he give? Akhta'a sunnah. He made a khata concerning the sunnah, meaning he did not know about the sunnah. So what does it teach us? From the word, from the answer, reply of Urwa, what lesson do we learn? Yes, that it's possible that you make a mistake, your brother makes a mistake, your sister makes a mistake, and a mistake is a mistake. Don't try to justify it. And the reason for that mistake, obviously, what is it? Misunderstanding, lack of knowledge, and that is completely acceptable because no human being is expected to be perfect and complete in his knowledge. A person could be a tabari, yet he does not know a sunnah. It's fine. It's fine. Likewise, a person could be very knowledgeable in the deen and it's possible that they don't know about you know, something from the Qur'an or something from the sunnah. It's perfectly fine. Remember the incident where Imam Malik, he was being asked a question after a question and what was he saying? I don't know. I don't know. And that's perfectly fine. I don't have to know everything. Right? However, when a person finds out that a mistake was made, then correct it, admit it. And over here, Imam Bukhari, what is he proving? Khutbah. After Salatul Kusuf, as we, as we see in this hadith. Bab, hal yaqulu, should he say, meaning should a person say, kasafate shamsu, the word kusuf for the sun, aw khasafat, or should he say khusuf? Is it kusuf of the sun or khusuf of the sun? Waqala Allahu ta'ala, and Allah has said, wa khasaf al qamar. The word khusuf has been used for the moon. Hmm? Now, there are two terms which are used for eclipse. Khusuf and kusuf. With a kha and with a kaf. Alright? Now, what does khusuf mean? Khusuf, khasafa, it means to sink. 
what happened? Khosafa. Right? He was Khosafna uh, meaning he, he was uh, he, he sank in the earth. Right? So khusuf is to sink, to cave in, to go down. And when something goes down, what happens? It disappears. There was a house on the surface of the earth, but what happened? An earthquake khasf and the house disappeared. Sank into the earth. Alright? So this is khusuf. Why is this word used for eclipse? The moon or the sun, uh, does it sink somewhere? No, it's there. But it disappears. Why? Because it's been hidden. The view has been obstructed. Kusuf with a kaf. It means to become dark. When something becomes gloomy, when it darkens, that is kusuf. Now, kusuf, khusuf. Some have said, some have differentiated between these terms and they have said that khusuf is for the moon because Allah says in the Quran, وَخَسَفَ الْقَمَرِ and kusuf is for the sun. Alright? Why? Because um, the other should be for the sun. Okay? However, in the hadith, what do we see? That the word khusuf and kusuf both are used for the sun. Look at the previous ahadith. Khasafati shamsu. The word khusuf has also been used for the sun. So what does it show? That both the terms are correct. Alright? Both the terms are correct. One may say khasafat or kasafat. Alright? But obviously for the moon, not kasafat. Khasafal okay. qamar. Okay? Because moon... It's not uh, feminine. Okay? al Qamar, not Khasafatil Qamar. Alright? Uh, however, just as in the English language, when there is an eclipse, it is clarified. Lunar eclipse, solar eclipse. Likewise, if there is a particular kind of eclipse, it will be mentioned. Khasafatish Shamsu. Alright? Shams will be mentioned, which tells us that it was a Lunar eclipse. حدثنا سعيد بن عفير قال حدثنا ليث حدثني عقيل عن ابن شهاب قال أخبرني عروة بن الزبير أن عائشة زوج النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أخبرته أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم صلى يوم خسفة الشمس. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم performed prayer on the day when the sun had eclipsed again خسفت. فقام فكبر. He got up and he said the takbir. فقرأ قراءة طويلة. He did a long قيام. ثُمَّ رَكَعَ رُكُوعًا طَوِيلًا Then he did rukur, a long rukur. ثُمَّ رَفَعَ رَأْسَهُ He raised his head. فَقَالَ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ لِمَنْ حَمِدَهُ وَقَامَ كَمَا And he stood as he was. ثُمَّ قَرَأَ قِرَاءَةً طَوِيلًا And then he recited a long recitation. وَهِيَ أَدْنَى مِنَ الْقِرَاءَةِ الْأُولَى But the second qiyam was shorter than the first. ثُمَّ رَكَعَ رُكُوعًا طَوِيلًا Then he went into rukur, a long rukur, meaning second rukur. وَهِيَ and it was lesser than the first rukur. Rakar over here means rukur. Thumma sajada sujudan tawilan. Then he went into sujud and the sujud was long. Thumma fa'ala fi rakati al-akhirati mithla dalik. Then he did in the second rakar just as this. Thumma sallama wa qad tajallat al-shams. Then he said the salam and the sun had reappeared. Fakhataba al-nas. Then he addressed the people. Fakhara fi kusuf al-shamsi wal-qamar. Then he said concerning the kusuf 
of the sun and the moon. إِنَّهُمَا آيَاتَانِ مِنْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ لَا يَخْسِفَانِ لِمَوْتِ أَحَدٍ وَلَا لِحَيَاتِهِ فَإِذَا رَأَيْتُمُوهَا فَافْزَعُوا إِلَى الصَّلَةِ So what does this hadith show to us? That the word kusuf, khusuf are both used for the eclipse of the sun and the eclipse of the moon. There is no harm in interchanging these terms. باب قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يخوف الله عباده بالكسوف the statement of the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that Allah frightens his servants through kusuf through the eclipse it's a warning it's supposed to instill fear قاله ابو موسى عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم حدثنا قتيبة بن سعيد قال حدثنا حماد بن زيد عن يونس عن الحسن عن ابي بكرة قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ان الشمس والقمر ايتان من ايات الله لا ينكسفان لموت احد ولكن الله تعالى يخوف بها عباده he said they are two ayat they don't happen because of the death or the birth of anyone what's the reason behind them يخوف بها عباده وقال أبو عبد الله لم يذكر عبد الوارث وشعبة وخالد بن عبد الله وحماد بن سلمة عن يونس يخوف بها عباده These words have also been reported وتابعه موسى عن مبارك عن الحسن قال أخبرني أبو بكرة عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الله تعالى يخوف بهما عباده وتابعه أشعث عن الحسن So we see that three Uh, versions of the same statement have been reported and look at the honesty of Imam Bukhari that he mentions every single one of them even though the meaning is the same but there's just a slight difference in the wording but look at his honesty exactly as he uh, as he learnt it he narrated it باب التعوذ من عذاب القبر في الكسوف التعوذ seeking refuge seeking protection from the punishment of the grave during the eclipse Because the eclipse when it happens, especially during the day when there's a solar eclipse, what happens? It becomes dark. And that darkness, what should that remind you of? Darkness of the grave. Because the Prophet ﷺ said that indeed these graves are dark for its people. They are dark for its inhabitants. Meaning the one who goes in the grave is in darkness. So when we see something unusual in this life, in this world, What should we remember? What should that remind us of? Of the Akhirah. Something good that you see, it should make you realize that Jannah is even better. Right? This is the reason why we have been told about certain descriptions. This is why we've been made to experience joy in this life. So that we realize that there is greater joy in Jannah. Pain, hardship, burning, thirst, hunger, physical exhaustion. What should that remind us of? That the punishment of the akhirah is greater. The difficulty in the grave is greater. The difficulty on the day of judgment will be greater. In this life, when we experience joy or when we experience hardship, this is for the purpose of teaching us of what is coming later. Do we like pain now? No. So do something to protect yourself from pain afterwards. Do we like joy now? Yes. So do something to preserve that joy. So that you can have even more of that later on. So, At-ta'awud min adab al-qabri fil kusuf. حدثنا عبد الله بن مسلمة عن مالك عن يحيى ابن سعيد عن عمرة بنت عبد الرحمن عن عائشة زوج النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أن يهودية 
She said that a Jewish woman, Ja'at, she came, Tas'aluha. She was asking her, meaning a Jewish woman came to Aisha, begging her. You know, asking her for some money, some food, something. فَقَالَتْ So she said, لَهَا to her, meaning to Aisha radiallahu anha, Meaning she gave a dua to her. May Allah protect you from the punishment of the grave. You know, like, if you if you do someone a favor, they give dua to you. So that woman gave dua to Aisha radiallahu anha. That may Allah protect you from the punishment of the grave. فَسَأَلَتْ عَائِشَةُ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وسلم. So Aisha رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا She asked the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم أَيُعَذَّبُ النَّاسُ فِي قُبُورِهِمْ Will people be punished in their graves? Meaning this is something I've heard first time. Punishment in the grave? Is there punishment in the grave? فَقَالَ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وسلم. So the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم He said عَائِذًا بِاللَّهِ مِنْ ذَلِكَ while seeking refuge with Allah from that, meaning he, he affirmed. He said, yes, there is punishment. And he sought refuge with Allah from the punishment of the grave. ثُمَّ رَكِبَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمُ ذَاتَ غَدَاتٍ مَرْكَبًا Then one day, the Prophet ﷺ, he embarked on a journey. فَقَصَفَتِ الشَّمْسِ And the sun eclipsed. فَرَجَعَ ضُحًا And the Prophet ﷺ, he was back by the time of duha. So early morning he left, duha, he was even back, and the sun eclipsed. فَمَرَّ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ بَيْنَ ظَهْرَانَيْ الْحُجِرِ Then the Prophet ﷺ, he passed by from behind the rooms. Which rooms? The rooms of his wives, حُجُرَات. ثُمَّ قَامَ يُصَلِّي Because remember the حُجُرَات were right next to the masjid, right? So he passed by and he went to the masjid and he stood in order to pray. وَقَامَ النَّاسُ وَرَاءَهُ And the people stood behind him. فَقَامَ قِيَامًا طَوِيلًا And he performed a long qiyam. ثُمَّ رَكَعَ رُكُوعًا طَوِيلًا And he performed a long ruku'. ثُمَّ رَفَعَ فَقَامَ قِيَامًا طَوِيلًا Then he got up and performed a long qiyam. Second one. وَهُوَ دُونَ الْقِيَامِ الْأَوَّلِ It was lesser than the first qiyam. ثُمَّ رَكَعَ رُكُوعًا طَوِيلًا Then a long ruku'. وَهُوَ دُونَ الْرُكُوعِ الْأَوَّلِ Shorter than the first one. ثُمَّ رَفَعَ فَسَجَدَ Then he got up from the second ruku' and went to sajda. ثُمَّ قَامَ فَقَامَ قِيَامًا طَوِيلًا Then he got up and did a long qiyam. وَهُوَ دُونَ الْقِيَامِ الْأَوَّلِ ثُمَّ رَكَعَ رُكُوعًا طَوِيلًا وَهُوَ دُونَ الْرُكُوعِ الْأَوَّلِ ثُمَّ قَامَ قِيَامًا طَوِيلًا وَهُوَ دُونَ الْقِيَامِ الْأَوَّلِ ثُمَّ رَكَعَ رُكُوعًا طَوِيلًا وَهُوَ دُونَ الْرُكُوعِ الْأَوَّلِ ثُمَّ رَفَعَ فَسَجَدَ وَانْصَرَفَ فَقَالَ مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ أَن يَقُولَ then after the prayer, he said whatever Allah willed him to say. ثُمَّ أَمَرَهُمْ أَن يَتَعَوَّدُوا مِنْ عَذَابِ الْقَبْرِ then he ordered the people to seek refuge from the punishment of the grave. so what do we see over here again? That after the eclipse prayer, the Prophet ﷺ addressed the people. And he warned them. He advised them. And here in particular, which warning did he give? Concerning the punishment of the grave. Why do you think he gave this warning? Okay, but why this? The question of Aisha anha. what does that show? That she did not know about the punishment of the grave. If she, as the wife of the Prophet ﷺ, did not know, what does that mean? There are many other people who don't know. And do people need to know about this? Of course. Of course they knew. Of, of course they needed to know. So the Prophet ﷺ reminded them, he taught them at this time, about the punishment of the grave. What does this show to us? That if someone's question shows you that they are unaware of something, that they should be aware of, then what is your duty? Tell them and tell others. Because if they don't know, that means there are other people also who don't know. So everyone needs to be reminded. Yeah, it's the same hadith. Because it has been separated in some versions, 
But uh, if you think about it, the first one, it would have no connection then with khusuf or with khusuf, with the eclipse. Alright? The reason why they have been joined, even though they're two separate events, is because Aisha radiallahu anha is the one who's narrating this basically, both of these. And the first you know, portion, what does that show? She didn't know. Many people didn't know. And then when the khusuf happened, teachable moment, the Prophet ﷺ taught people something they needed to know about. Right? Alright, so with this inshallah we'll conclude and tomorrow inshallah we will complete this chapter inshallah. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.